going live this week again on TikTok. I hope you guys are going to be, you know, following along. Um, gonna, we're supposed to have Chase Acuff, a Savannah Bananas player on here. Um, and, you know, just with the hurricane and everything down there in Florida, he's from Florida. Uh, we decided to just push it back to next week. Um, so I'm going to have a Savannah Bananas player on here next week, Chase Acuff. He's one of my college teammates. Um, so yeah, those of you guys joining the live on TikTok, just know that uh, the Savannah Bananas uh, player is going to be joining the show next week. So it'll, it'll be cool. We'll be going over what he's going to be up to, what the what they're going to be doing. Um, so it'll be really cool. But for this week, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go solo again. So I'm just going to get into you know some things that went on this week. I was at a baseball event. Obviously, some big things going on with the NFL. Um, so yeah, let me just get right into that. But again, uh, those of you guys watching on TikTok, next week we're gonna have Chase A Cup from the Savannah Bananas on the show. Um all right, kind of going into what I was up to a little bit this week. Um, I was out here in Arizona working a, a high school baseball tournament um with my new job that I've been doing. Uh and you know, I just I've watched more high school baseball in the last, you know couple weeks I've seen more kids video more swings more everything in the last couple weeks than I have pretty much my entire life I want to say uh, especially the last you know however many years um, but there's a lot of things that I've been picking up there's a lot of things that I've been picking up while watching these high school games I've had to evaluate a lot of players um, I've definitely been a little bit more locked in on just watching the environment watching everything going on during the tournament because um, there's a lot there's a lot going on. Um, and one of the things that I've been picking up is just a lot of dedicated parents, uh, right? There's nowadays, everybody needs to be capturing video, sending it to coaches, all this stuff. And pretty much the entire tournament, I feel like parents are watching their kids play through their phone. Um, and, and for me, I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like, don't get me wrong, it's good for the recruiting process. It's, it's good for a lot of things. Um, but I think it takes away, like, because there's not as many college coaches out and about recruiting, they'd rather rely on the video and things. Um, I think it's kind of taken away from the environment at some of these events, uh, and, and possibly just, I don't know. I, I think just people are on their phones too much already. Um, that's one, that's the one thing that I have seen as a negative with my new job is that my screen time is up throughout the week. It's just, I really don't have a choice. I'm answering kids, all that stuff, which... I've been loving doing, um, but the screen time, that is something that always bothers me. If my if I do see my screen time going up, uh, that's one thing that that I noticed that all, all throughout the tournament this weekend that everybody, coaches, scouts in the stands, myself, parents, anybody was just constantly on their phone. For example, I went to grab a hot dog at one of the concession stands and I, I stood there. I didn't really even say anything because I, you know, I wasn't in a rush. Uh, but the girl was just sitting there behind the counter on her phone. Uh, so I just stood there. I probably stood there for about a minute. And I was just like, you know, is, is, the, is she ever even going to look up and realize that there's somebody here waiting? Um, and nothing against her. She was very nice. But it, it's just I, I've been noticing a lot that that people miss out on things with their with their head down in their phone. Um, so that's definitely something I picked up this weekend. Um, and don't get me wrong, obviously those parents video, video in their kids to try to get, you know, some good highlights and things like that. Totally different. Um, you know, they're doing it for a purpose. Um, 
next kind of next kind of thing that I picked up on was these coaches from these travel ball teams. Um, I, I think a lot of them nowadays are doing this almost as like their full time job. Um, so I, I've just when I've been watching, uh, I just start to notice like what are these guys doing? Like some of them are nuts, right? For example, and this I mean in a good way. Um, in between innings at this showcase tournament, there was a guy. Uh, from one of the teams we were playing against. And now my role this week was really just to scout and watch, you know, a bunch of my players. Um, but one thing I saw was this coach ripping fungos at these kids in between innings. And, you know, I heard some of the parents, I heard some of the other uh, scouts and everybody, you know, say like, man, like he's really smoking these balls at these kids. Um, and, you know, for me now looking back, you know, how many times as a shortstop, sometimes do you go to the, one of these showcases and you're like, man, I didn't get a ball hit to me, you know, maybe one the entire weekend. Um, so if that coach is giving them challenging plays and, you know, kind of showing off their talents in front of all these coaches on an inning by inning basis. Um, I, I think that's a huge opportunity. And I think that's something that I'm going to start to maybe suggest, uh, you know, we bring a little bit to, you know, our teams and things like that. And I just, I mean, don't, you don't have to do it on just like your regular Saturday rec league game. Um, or something like that. But if you're at a showcase where there's multiple college coaches there, yeah, I think it's a really good idea um, to, you know, just show off your players a little bit, hit them some fungos in between innings. I think I just thought that was something that uh, was awesome this week that I saw. Um, other thing I took away from this weekend is just playing with energy and being competitive. I'm going to get into it a little bit later in the show as like one of my little th final thoughts that I'm going to do today. Um, but just playing with energy in a situation that they were in this weekend, right? It's a showcase tournament. There's not, they're not playing three outs. Uh, it's going to be um, five or so uh, batters, uh, depending on the pitch count of the pitcher, things like that. Um, so for me, I just saw a lack of doing things to make your team win. Right. So I understand that there was no wins or losses, but college coaches want players that are going to contribute to wins. Now, I'm not saying that there should have been guys dropping sacrifice bunts or, you know, tr you know, I don't even doing hit and runs, things like that. That kind of those kind of things that showcases. OK, yeah, no, definitely don't do that. Um, but something that I saw, it's just a lack of energy, a lack of wanting to win. Like even if I wasn't the best player on the field or was going to one of these showcase events where winning didn't really matter. I wanted to show that I was better than everybody else. I wanted to show that I wanted to win more than anybody else. Now that doesn't mean I was actually like vocalizing, caring, why aren't you guys wanting to score runs and why aren't we moving? You know, I was never like that, but in terms of in my own head, all I could think about was, okay, what can I do to score a run? What can I do to drive in a run? What can I do to make my team better than this other team? Um, and I think I saw like not so much of that. A lot of the guys were just caring, you know, don't get me wrong. It's important to care about your own ABs, what you're doing out on the field. But I think if you actually turn your focus to more team success and more just really not even team success, but just more doing whatever it takes to win, doing anything it takes to win. I think if you focus more on that, your individual success kind of translates over um, a little bit more. Uh, at least that's what I picked up in, in my career. Um, one thing, like the reason I think it's so hard for guys to be competitive, like I, I talked or bring energy or things like that is because 
I feel like for a while now they haven't had anybody that they could watch. I don't mean in the big leagues, but I just mean maybe in their lives, right? If they're watching the varsity team, um, they're on JV and they're watching the varsity team and they're not playing with energy. They're not playing with competitiveness. Um, I think it's super important to have someone that, you know, shows you by example, right? And for me, it was obviously my older brother played college baseball, um, was ultra competitive, never let me win at anything, would literally beat my ass at every single thing that you could possibly imagine, whether it was ping pong, video games, um, pretty much basketball, wiffle ball, whatever it was, my older brother was kicking the crap out of me. Um, so my thing is just like, if you're going to be a guy that just doesn't really show me that competitive edge, I just don't think these kids realize how, how detrimental that can be uh, to their recruiting process. So I've been just talking to a lot of my guys about the fact that you should absolutely hate to lose. Like you should really hate losing, whether it's a showcase or whether it's a wiffle ball game, whether it's ping pong with your brother. Um, you really just should hate, hate, hate to lose. Um, yeah, so that that's pretty much sums up what I what I got you know, kind of some of my thoughts from watching a bunch of high school baseball games this weekend. Um, I noticed like, you know, guys just don't snap it around the infield. Guys aren't, you know, as hyped when they see their guy get a strikeout on their team. Um, I just think the vocal energy throughout the tournament was just kind of down. Um, now, don't get me wrong. All my guys were playing hard. Everybody was putting in the effort. Everybody was, you know, Definitely, I like for lack of a better term, I guess trying their best. But my my thing is, it's just a, about creating a certain persona, a certain energy around yourself on the field to where it's like I want to watch you play. Like I, my eyes gravitate towards you on the field, and I just don't see that in a lot of guys. Now, don't get me wrong; there was a couple um, that I saw throughout the weekend, but I'm seeing it less and less. Like if you just for example, I think of a couple of my college teammates that if I know for a fact that if I saw them at a tournament, one of them being the guest that I'm going to have next uh, week, Chase Acuff, I know if I saw him as a high schooler playing at a tournament, I know that the amount of energy and just the aura around him would have been, you know, just a little different uh, than what I'm seeing from a lot of these guys. Um, so kind of moving on from baseball, um, let's get into some NFL storylines a little bit. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, I think it was around two weeks ago, uh, on one of the episodes, uh, I, we just started talking about, you know, how many Super Bowls and, you know, who would you rather for quarterbacks and things like that. And one of the people we brought up was Jalen Hurts. Uh, and the Eagles are off to a hot start. Jalen Hurts is playing out of his mind. And a couple weeks ago, I mentioned, now don't get me wrong, he wasn't like my MVP take or my prediction or anything like that. But I did mention that I think I could see him having like a Cam Newton-like career where he could have an MVP or two uh, and really go off a couple seasons. And I think we might be seeing one of those seasons right now. So I'm kind of doubling down on Jalen Hurts. I've been really impressed with what he's doing. Um, I know Nicole's watching on live on TikTok and she, Jalen Hurts is uh, our fantasy quarterback. Um, so 100% I'm doubling down on Jalen Hurts. I actually think he has a good chance to win the MVP. Um, obviously Lamar Jackson's in the lead right now. He's playing out of his mind, um, but it's obviously so early. So I think Jalen Hurts really could have an MVP season this year. Um, the Lions, the Detroit Lions, I've been high on them. I've been high on the Detroit Lions for the last you know couple of weeks, pretty much during the off season. 
Um, I just think they have a lot of talent, a lot of young guys. I don't think Jared Goff is as crappy as everybody thinks. Um, so I'm holding strong on the Lions. I know they started one and two. Their defense is has been really, really not so good. Okay, I saw uh, I saw like a chart the other day, might have been today, uh, on TikTok where it said most fantasy points given up, uh, and the Detroit Lions were number two worst on the list. Uh, so if they can, you know, kind of pick up their defense, start to figure it out. Akuda's playing out of his mind. Uh, he shut down Devontae Smith. He shut down one. I don't even. Uh, Justin Jefferson. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, I know he shut down Devontae Smith and Justin Jefferson. I forget who the third one is in the third week, um, but he's been playing out of his mind. So I'm holding strong on the lines. I think they're going to figure out figure it out. I think Aiden Hutchinson will start to make more of an impact. Um, and I definitely, definitely think uh, I'm still holding strong on the lines. Uh, somebody that I really haven't, tr- I've tried to not get too overhyped about. Uh, just because I, you know, I'm a big Clemson fan, so I'm a huge fan of his, is Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, right? So I, I watched them against the Chargers this weekend. Uh, and, and to be honest, I'm starting to, I'm starting to not be able to contain myself a little bit. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is legit. There's been a lot of guys. I remember seeing the sophomore rankings for quarterbacks before this season. Uh, and I just remember seeing Trevor Lawrence like third on the list or fourth on some people's list. And I just remember being like, you know, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? He's literally the greatest quarterback uh, recruit in the last however many years, you know, compared to Andrew Luck, compared to Peyton Manning. Uh, everybody basically said he's the can't miss guy out of that class. So I think now that he's with Doug Peterson, I think he's got some weapons. I think ETN and James Robinson will continue to have a good running game. Um, the Jags defense has looked solid. I mean, I know Justin Herbert was hurt, but I don't really care if he's out there on the field and the Jaguars are shutting him down. That's still impressive to me. Uh, so I'm really, really curious. I know I just spoke about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, but I'm really, really curious about that matchup this week. I want to see if Trevor Lawrence can play well against a really good team. And then I'm kind of, that's going to be probably when I go on some sort of rant next week and just kind of go off and basically, uh, say that I think Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be the greatest quarterback ever to walk planet Earth, but I'm not there yet. I want to see how he plays against the Eagles, and then I'll probably be there. Um, next kind of NFL storylines, I think it's going to get bigger. I think it's going to get bigger and bigger. I think Mike Tomlin has kind of deflected the conversation really well, which obviously him being the good coach that he is, that's not shocking to me. Um, but, you know, I really, I really think it's going to kick up. I think the media is really going to, uh, you know, have their have a field day. If the Steelers lose to the Jets, if the Steelers lose to the Jets this week and Mitchell Trubisky plays like ass, um, I just don't, I cannot see a situation where they're not going to Kenny Pickett. I personally, I wouldn't even wait the whole game. I, if we're losing at halftime, if we are struggling on, on offense by halftime, um, I would instantly go to uh, Kenny Pickett and, and get Mitchell Trubisky out of there, and let's just move on. Um, all right, I'm going to take some water before this because this is this is pissing me off. All right, this is pissing me off. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos are just, I mean, they look absolutely abysmal, abysmal. I mean, the post-game interview, I, I can't pull a quote. I can't because I just wanted to throw up after the post-game interview. Um, I've been a Russell Wilson believer. 
I literally thought this Denver Broncos offense was going to come in, you know, obviously maybe go through some growing pains with the amount of new personnel, the new coaching staff. I, I could see some growing pains, but I mean, nothing, literally nothing on offense. They can't finish drives. They can't literally put the ball in the end zone at all, at all. They have unbelievable players around you, Russell Wilson. Unbelievable players. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know what the hell it is, but I'm so sick of the positive Broncos Nation. Let's ride. Broncos Nation. Let's ride. I'm so sick of all of that bullshit because I I freaking invested. I invested in that Denver Broncos offense, whether it was fancy, whether it was just speaking out loud, I showed belief in the Denver Broncos offense. And so far it's been garbage. Okay. So I haven't, I don't have zero belief in them, but I'm curious. Okay. Their schedule lightens up a little bit. Um, maybe that I can't think of who they're playing this week, but, um, if they don't get it together, I mean, it's going to start to get to the point where, I don't even want to know what the media and what social media is going to do to this guy because he's been a little corny lately. Uh, he's been a little, um, I don't even know what it is, but I just feel like it's Russell Wilson. Like, I don't even know. We don't even know anything about the Denver Broncos. Just anything we know about the Denver Broncos is just Russell Wilson. That's the entirety of it. I think it's very selfish. I don't know if it's him being selfish, but I'm just saying it's very self-centered around Russell Wilson. Uh, and I think just all the clips I've been seeing, I feel like he's the only one who I've ever seen mic'd up on the uh, on the Denver Broncos sideline. I never see any clips from anybody else. Um, so I'm just, I'm just a little sick and tired of, you know, his positive energy. I would love for him to, you know, during that post-game interview, instead of saying, you know, our defense did a great job, our boys got it done, we got it, you know, we, we figured it out and we got the win. Why isn't it we played like shit, like we played like ass, and we need to figure a lot out. Like we need to figure a lot out. I don't understand. Um, I, I really don't understand just after three weeks. I know they won. I know they won. But literally the crowd was booing them. Booing them. You just paid your quarterback however much money, a stupid dumb amount of money. And then you already, your offense with the new coach, with somebody that you're supposed to, you know, believe in, supposed to have it figured out. Like you you pay this guy who's not young, like Russell Wilson is in the prime of his career. They need to win right now. They need to win right now. So if they're not winning right now, like I don't understand the positive energy and there's no, there's literally no crit criticism, self-criticism, none, no self-criticism at all. Um, and I, I, there's, there you go. That's my Russell Wilson rant. I literally just wrote in my notes, Russell Wilson rant, because I knew, um, that he's pissing me off. Like that whole team has been successfully pissing me off. Um, so that's what I got. That's what I got on the NFL this week. That's kind of my, you know, thoughts on what, what's going on with all the NFL headlines, uh, so far. Um, Clemson versus NC State this weekend. You guys know I'm a big Clemson fan. I've mentioned that the last couple of weeks on the show. Um, and I, I just think, you know, Clemson versus NC State is going to be a huge game. I think it's like 10 versus 5. I want to say somewhere around that. Um, I, for, I don't know their exact rankings. Um, but this is going to tell me, right? So he, DJ played really good against 
uh, Wake Forest last week. Uh, and I'm curious, I'm curious. He hasn't convinced me not even one inch, literally hasn't convinced me one inch. Um, but, but he did play good last week. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He absolutely went off. Um, but I'm curious. I'm curious to see if he can keep it going. Two ranked opponents in a row. They're going to be at home. So if he plays like crap at home against NC State and they lose or something, I can't. Like, how do you continue to roll him out there? Um, you, like, one good game shouldn't make up for, you know, basically an entire season uh, and two games up until this point of garbage quarterback play. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping – I'm hoping he either absolutely has snapped out of it and he can be the player that we thought he was going to be, um, or I'm hoping that he just proves to us this week um, that he, it's just not it. He's not going to give us our chance at, at another national title, and we need to move on to Cade Klubnik. Um, last thing about the NFL, I know I just kind of said that I was done with the NFL, but this is more fantasy football. Uh, it's just been really weird, okay? So everybody, everybody in our leagues – in my leagues, we've been talking more in the group chats. Trades have been weird. Um, everything this year feels weird. So one thing that I'll say is running backs are struggling. Running backs are struggling big time in fantasy football. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, is like the number running back ranked fourth overall in points. Uh, Cordero Patterson's probably in there. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is probably top 15. I mean, it's actually insane, uh, the weirdness of fantasy football this year. We have some big-time wide receivers putting up some duds, uh, some big, big running back names putting up multiple, multiple duds. Um, so I'm curious. I'm curious to see how fantasy football shapes out. Um, more kind of just thoughts, random thoughts, some, uh, you know, things going on. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this, and me and my brother talked about it the other night. This is me not taking one one ounce of anything Shohei Otani is doing, the fact that he's staying healthy uh, and putting up these numbers, both pitching and hitting, it's unbelievable. We've never seen anything like it. We've literally, it's it's insane, okay? Um, but, but Aaron Judge absolutely deserves to win the MVP. I mean, he's literally carrying the Yankees to the playoffs. Um, he's put the team completely on his back. He's done it in a contract year. I, I think he's going to break the record. I know I don't know how many games we have left. I feel like there's like eight, nine, maybe ten max. Um, I, I think he'll probably break the record for you know single season AL home runs. Um, but I just think there's no chance the Yankees are making the playoffs. I don't care what anybody says. I know they say MVP is an individual award, but I think you know a determining factor should be if your individual. Uh, you know, crazy year that you're supposed to have contributed to team success. Um, and Shohei Otani's obviously didn't. Now, don't get me wrong. Their record without him would be abysmal, um, even worse, way worse. But I, I just think Judge this year created a very unique situation. I just think it's unbelievable what he's doing. So I think he just definitely deserves the MVP. Um, all right. Another just little quick thing that I, uh, I've been watching. I don't really watch too many, many TV shows nowadays, um, but be just with football, I really just focus on sports this time of year. Um, but one show that I've been watching a little bit every night was is Cobra Kai. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to watch Cobra Kai, uh, I think it's one of the funniest shows. I think like season two, if you haven't watched any of the seasons, I think season two, they kind of mess up a little bit. They make it a little bit too much like teenage drama stuff. Um, but 
uh, these last, I think season one, three, and four is unbelievable. Now, don't get me wrong. There's the corny karate. There's the corny drama. There's the corny music. But I just think as quality shows, uh, in terms of how well it's written, uh, the acting's not great. But just the character Johnny Lawrence, bringing some of, back, some, some of the characters back from the old Karate Kid movies, uh, I personally love those shows. And I think the humor in it is a lot of what society needs. You know, no participation trophies, you know, making tough individuals out of kids, you know, giving them some tough love, maybe even, you know, punishing them a little bit. Um, I don't think that's necessarily such a bad thing. Uh, and I definitely recommend watching the show because I think we could use a little bit more of the kind of attitude that they do bring in the show. Obviously, it's fictional and obviously uh, it's a lot of stupid stuff as well. Um, but I do think the competitiveness and the um, just general drive is something that we lack in today's society. Um, so yeah, kind of just my final thought. I kind of touched on it a little bit when I was speaking about uh, the event that I was at this weekend in terms of high school players. Um, and and I, I just think, I, I, like I said, I mentioned it, but competitive, competitiveness, I think, is a trait that just a lot of people take for granted. And I don't see it in a lot of people. Uh, and it's something that, um, you know, kind of made me gravitate towards Nicole. Uh, when, you know, when I saw how competitive she was, when I saw how much she hated to lose, whether it's a quick phone game that we're playing against each other, whether it's a bowling date, whether it's a mini golf date, whatever it was. Um, and I know she's watching right now live on TikTok, but I'm just saying, like, I think one of the reasons that made me gravitate towards her was because I think she's going to pass that along to our kids. And I think being competitive is something and hating to lose, even if you get upset as a kid. I remember being in second, third grade, losing my little league basketball, like, you know, meaningless, meaningless league. It wasn't AAU, wasn't nothing. I remember just losing a game, even to just one of my friends on the other team. And I remember being so caught up in winning and losing uh, that it would make me emotional. Like I, as a kid, I would like try to hold back my tears because I knew my dad would be like, yo, get your head out of your ass. Why are you crying? Like, it's just a basketball game. Why the hell are you crying? But in my, I just wanted to win and I wanted to be so much better than everybody else. Um, and at the end of the, at the end of the day, if you can channel that and use it, you know, effectively, um, I think, I think it's a, a humongous trait that people take for granted. And I think we're seeing a lot less of it in these kids. And as I'm talking and as I'm watching more high school games, uh, it's kind of confirming uh, my thoughts and, and, you know, what I'm thinking about this uh, topic. Um, and, and just, it's not even sports, right? It's business. Gary V, all these people talk about this all the time. Being competitive is huge. Hating to lose is huge. I hear Gary V talk about the Jets all the time, right? And how he curses out kids at the games and how he, you know, flicks opposing fans off at the games. Gary V seems like one of the nicest guys ever. And when he turns on that competitiveness, it can get a little ugly, but I think that's the beauty in it. Uh, that's the beauty in wanting to win so bad. Um, so I think just, you know, sports, business, life, doesn't matter. Um, teach your kid that winning and being competitive is a good thing. Um, I think that's super, super important. Um, and, and hating losing is, I hate like when people um, say that like you're a sore loser, like you shouldn't be mad when you lose. It's just a game. It's like, 
No, it, it's not about that. It's about being better than the other person. It's about being competitive. It's about having pride in your performance. Um, so I just think, I just think that's, you know, just like I said, a little final thought that I had this week um, about what I've been seeing from these at the tournaments. And, and, you know, most of the kids put an unbelievable amount of effort and, you know, dedication into getting better at this sport. Um, and I just wish, wish the competitiveness, like the, the edge translated over uh, with that hard work that they're putting in. So that's a lot of the conversations that I've been having with some of my guys uh, this week. Um, but yeah, that's really all I got this week. That's uh, going to wrap it up this week for the episode. Um, next week, like I said, we're going to have Chase Acuff on the show. He's going to be playing with the Savannah ba Banana slash, you know, Party Animal Tour. Um, I'm super excited to have him on. We, we've, you know, been through a lot. We've hung out a million times. Uh, we went to school together for three years. We made a regional together. Um, I mean, Chase Acuff, you know, we go back way, 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 way back. We have a bunch of stories, not way back, only a couple of years, but um, still, we, we, you know, we've hung out a lot. Um, so we're going to have a lot of stories, a lot of situations that we've been in. Uh, we'll talk some baseball. We'll talk to what he's got going on on this huge world tour that they're going to be going on with the Savannah Bananas. Not world. I think it's, you know, country through a nationwide tour. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get him on next week. So, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, definitely check out next week's with Chase. Um, uh, the song, I already made the song. It's definitely going to be a stupid one, but I'm sure he'll enjoy it. Um, so yeah, check out that episode next week. Follow me on everything. I've been slacking on Rumble. I'm going to be posting all the episodes that I haven't to Rumble. So if you, for some reason, have that app right now, I think it's going to be an app that's a couple years away, but I kind of want to be on there before a lot of people start using it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be posting Rumble, all the social media sites, TikTok, I've been posting a bunch. Um, so if you're looking for some clips, looking for some entertainment, go, go check those out. Uh, but like I said, excited to have Chase on next week. Check that out. And I appreciate you guys listening to the Arm Barn Podcast. Later. Uh -huh.